a draw. Did you think that you had done enough to get the victory? Were you surprised that there was a draw? Uh, well, I did a lot of damage. All my punches were harder. And yes, I, I'm the winner. But it was a draw. Suavemente, besame. Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Suavemente, besame. Que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. After suffering your first loss, that is the way you bounce back. Uh, you know, I want to hear it from him to say it otherwise. I want to hear it from him to say that that was not reason why. I want to hear from them why it was three rounds winning, like see me winning and then suddenly decide, oh my God, I, want, I don't want to let it happen. 10-8. Mm. <laughs> when I found out that one of the judges scored 10-8, I'm like, this guy should be fucking investigated for this. This is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. That one, that one was awesome. I think that's my favorite one you've done so far. Um, <laughs> welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to be reviewing UFC Noche, uh, Grasso vs. Shevchenko 2. Uh, pretty great card, honestly. I had a good time with it. Um, yeah, except the fucking fix being in at the fucking yeah. end there. Yeah, the I mean, the, there was a lot. The refs, the refs and the scoring had some issues. The refs and the judges, that is, um, they could not get that one right. But yeah, let's talk right off the bat. Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko ends in a decision, so Alexa Grasso retains. What did you feel about this one? I watched it back. A decision draw. A decision Decisions draw. draw. Yeah. 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 You forgot the big part, Max. Man. Yeah, a my, fucking my draw after everything, dude. God, this is the worst fucking way to end any fucking fight. I hate these fucking draws. And just for it to be off of such a bullshit fucking... Just a judge who has to be smoking fucking dope or something, dude. To give that fucking last round a 10-8 for Grosso. You're fucking off your fuck. You're, you're fucking out there, dude. You gotta be. Like, what's going on? Like, what's he watching that it's a fucking 10-8? I, I don't understand. I rewatched the fight and then I watched the last round twice and I still, I don't, I can't get it. I don't know what it is. Mike, do you have any inclination as to what the fuck is going on? Uh, maybe Zuck's AIs are the fucking judges, oh. dude. I don't know. And they're having glitches in the fucking <laughs> matrix. I can't, I could not figure it out either. There was only like a couple ways you could have twisted this fight going into the fifth. It was either two, two or three, one Valentina. That was it. So yeah. Grasso pretty much had lost if you thought it was 3-1 Valentina, being that it went to decision. So something tells me that, like what Jeff's alluding to, that the fix was in. That that dude had an earpiece in, and they put the fix in because it was UFC no check. Because I can't see any other way where a 10-8 just would have came out of nowhere. And the one thing I hate about this shit happens is, dude, you watch fights like Sugar's moment. You watch fight like Strickland's moment, and you're like, holy shit, dude, I love this sport. But then shit like this makes you think, why the fuck do I even watch this shit? Like, what is even the point watching this? Like, it's pretty obvious that the UFC isn't mainstream enough to have any accountability held for, like, refereeing or judging. 
it's pretty obvious right now. And that shit is so frustrating and to the watch. The problem is, it's not the UFC that does that. It's the fucking, it's the commission. athletic commission that. Yeah. Well, I know that, that but, 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 but what I'm saying judges. is, but what I'm saying is it's not mainstream enough to where like the world sets on fire. Like, dude, when that fucking holding call happened yeah. against the Eagles last year, you would have thought the fucking, you, I mean, I work in Philly. You would have thought the city was going to burn down. I'm just saying, like, shit like this happens in the UFC all the time. Since it's not mainstream, it doesn't become a huge fucking deal. Like, none of the people I even know outside of us even know the fuck who knows who Alexa Grasso is. So, like, yeah. I feel like that's a big part of why this shit constantly happens. There's not enough outrage. It just pisses me off so bad because it slanders the sport and makes the sport look like it's still, like, fixed and fake. Like, this is when you're fucking, like, when your grandmom thinks of the UFC that they're, they're, like, they can still fight to the death and shit and there's no yeah. rules. This is shit that would happen with that. This is the um, same exact stupid fucking shit. I uh, I also don't like... I know you're right that Dana has nothing to do with it, but I don't think it's a good look for him to come out and be like, that judge should be fired afterwards, because it just seems like... Because I don't think most people know that Dana has nothing to do with it. So it seems annoying. Uh, but at least he's separating the company yeah. from the judge. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that was more upset. It I think that was just more annoyed. for the company than his personal image. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me it, more annoyed. And at like... least at least there's somewhat accountability at the top there. And I mean, they are having a fucking meeting with the judges already. They said apparently like what on Wednesday that they're having it. So today they're having a fucking meeting with the judges to clarify 10 8 rules and shit. It it just it fucking sucks. I mean, we we've seen bad judging before and We've constantly brought it up once it, it I mean, it might not mean anything now for whatever it was like a prelim to a fucking fight night. But once it hits a fucking championship fight like this, it's the absolute fucking worst. It changes the whole landscape of the division. Like the bullet yeah. should be the champ, honestly. So I wrote down a couple of things too. I wanted to bring up to you guys. Strickland versus Izzy did not have a single 10-8 round. Volk versus Max 3 did not have a single 10-8 round. And Mirab versus Piotr Jan did not have a single 10-8 round on any of the three scorecards. And all of those fights went the distance. Make that fucking make sense. How can that possibly make any sense at all? When I read those, I was like, that can't be real. Like, there's no way Mirab didn't get a 10-8 versus Piotr watching that fight. In comparison to what a 10-8 was this past Saturday. Yeah, unacceptable. Um, Jeff, you had Valentina, I had Grasso. Obviously, we're going to give that one a draw, as it was a draw. Um, I thought it was a great fight, and I thought it kind of took away from a good fight because these ladies were really going at it, and th this was a brutal fight. Both of them were pretty beat up. Um, yeah, this was a fucking attempts. banger. Great yeah, fight itself. Awesome fight. Yeah, great fight itself. Um, Shevchenko, Grasso, three, or four, three, three, or three. are we going to Blanchfield? What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, the the bullets. I don't done. know with with how with how bullets hand is looking. You're going to have to do fucking Blanchfield next. But All Blanchfield right. said said she is down fight Firo. Yeah, I'm excited. Either match, a little number one contender match. If they're trying to save Grasso for, you know, maybe a fucking Mexico card. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go now to the co-main Jack Della Maddalena versus Kevin Holland. Jefferson, you had Jack Della. I had Holland. Um, you're you agree with the decision? And everything I thought. I thought Jack Della Madalena won. I agreed with that. I yeah, no doubt. Set. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, dude, JDM's so fucking good. He's so I good. Mean, the body shots are so nice. 
that's exactly what I was going to say. His body work was absolutely phenomenal. Like, it looked like he was fucking boxing on a fucking weed the way he fucking threw his hands. Yeah. Like, he was fucking on rookie mode. Fucking do, 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 do. It was fucking ridiculous. Mikey, how did you like Kevin Holland's performance? Did you think he could have done more? Obviously, he could have um, want to get the win. but Yeah, and I think this is going to be one of those performances, too, where people are going to take a lot away from Jack Della Maddalena because he didn't finish him, and it wasn't really the most exciting fight. But I was just, like you guys, uberly impressed with Della Maddalena, to be honest, dude. I thought he had a great performance. His ability to just move in and out of space, the way he wasn't biting on Holland, like clearly giving up his back on purpose to try to bait him in, I thought was something that was really impressive to me because a guy at Della Maddalena's age, I think he's still 26, about to be 27. I feel like most guys like that would jump at that opportunity and get themselves in trouble. He didn't jump on any of that. He clearly won the striking on the feet to me at all. I think Holland, I don't think this is that surprising from Holland either because it's not like we haven't seen this from him before. Sometimes he gets in these fits of matches where, like, you're almost kind of like, what is he doing in there? Like, you know he's not a bad fighter, but, like, he's not throwing anything with power. He's not mixing it up. He's kind of just trying to throw straight combos, and they're not landing. Like, I don't – it was just weird to see him once again. Like, he only hit 30% of his strikes through three rounds. You got to do something else besides try to stay in a bang with this motherfucker. Like, I, his game plan, I just didn't understand. I really didn't know where he was trying to go with the match. I think if it would have went five, it just would have been worse. Yeah, I agree. Um, On the other side of things, Raul Rojas Jr. gets a knockout win over Terrence Mitchell. Uh, he actually slumped Mitchell. He had him, like, do a whole... Yeah, that was ridiculous. Inflatable tube man movement kind of on the upswing. All that nuts. talk about how one dimensional he is, dude. I need, I need to stop saying that in fucking pre fight things. Remember when I said that about Chase Hooper and he ended up throwing yeah. like 300 strikes somehow? Yes. The um, fucking yeah. outlier of all outliers. Yeah. What you're alluding to is your pick of Terrence Mitchell. I picked Raul Rojas. Um, yeah. Terrence Mitchell, we might, we were kind of on can alert for him because he's coming out of Alaska. Uh, not exactly known for their MMA scene there. And this is seemed like one of those fights on UFC Noche. They're kind of giving Raul, who could be a huge star at this young already. Um, in the future, he could definitely be a huge uh, Latino star. Um, it seemed like they're trying to giving kind of giving him a can or a jumping it off. It didn't point. seem like they did. Yeah, we didn't, yeah, not, not to call anyone a can, but I think. I mean, if you guys called him a can before the fight, whatever. Maybe you want to take it back a little bit because you feel bad about it after watching the fight. That just reinforced what you guys said. I yeah. mean, that striking was like that's why I don't know if this fight moved moved the uh, the you know Rahu Rojas hype train any further up the tracks for me because Terrence Mitchell. I mean. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but he looked like one of us swinging out there for a couple of his hmm. swings. They were just so overthrown, like not towards anything at all. I, I was like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I've been I, in a couple street fights in my day, and that's exactly how I look swinging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no bullshit. Like, I'm not even saying it'd be funny. Like, seriously, like some of his, I don't even, I think maybe he was just going for like a prayer knockout. Like, all right, I could knock this motherfucker out if I hit him, and it just didn't happen. Daniel Zellhuber and Christos Giagos put on quite a fun fight, honestly. Uh, Zellhuber gets the round two submission. He's He was actually in a little bit of trouble. I think Giagos won the Giagos won the first round, the second round. Yeah, uh, this is where the, all the unwarranted can fucking allegations came from. 
Dude, yeah. me and Max were horn Giagos early on this one to on him Our a bad fucking Christos, kid. Christos. Christos. And then he goes out there and almost fucking rocks Del Hoover. Yeah, he almost ended it in round one. Yeah, it was it was he yeah, it was pretty it was fun to watch Zell Huber get out uh of that puzzle because you could tell he was like shit. There's kind of there's a kink in my plans here. Um and then he drops him and gets that nice submission so quickly too. Immediately gets the Anaconda choke in like like that, two seconds in. I love Dominic Cruz on commentary, by the way. He was so good for this one. He's like Anaconda, he's Anaconda. Good. I, I he's one of my favorites. I love him. Um and I love just listening to him commentate. Uh yeah, so we both, I believe you, yeah, we both picked Zell Huber on this one, so we both got that one right. Um, Mikey, how did you feel about the Zell Huber fight? Um, I, what I thought about it is, does Zell, does Zell Huber have some work to do? Yes. Did he drop his hands and move forward a tad too much and get caught in stride? Yes. But it's not always bad for a lot of these young guys to face some kind of adversity coming through the rankings, not just roll everyone that gets surprised later on. He bounced back well. He really looked good in the second round, too, even like before the Anaconda choke. He looked pretty good coming into the round. He didn't seem too frazzled by the knockdown. I I was wildly impressed, and he seems like a good personality to have. Like, Seems like he could easily be a Latina fan favorite. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do, too. Um, speaking of having to get some work done to get a little bit better, Fernando Padilla took on Kyle Nelson. First off, I called this one. I said to fade whatever I do when I pick Kyle Nelson because – um, when I, when I pick a Kyle Nelson fight, cause I always get it wrong. I picked Padilla in this one, Jeff picked Nelson and Nelson gets the decision win here. Uh, Padilla looked really good in the first round and a half slowly, just kind of, I don't know, stopped moving as much. Um, just was thrown like pretty weird combinations and Kyle Nelson was just doing the veteran thing. Good defense. Um, slowly, great low apart. kicks as I fucking called. Yeah. Slowly picking as soon Padilla as I saw them working, him. dude, I knew it was happening. Yeah, and he just slowly outpointed Padilla and got the decision win. Uh, good win for Kyle Nelson. I mean, he's he's a good fighter. He's getting better. It's just, like, hard to pick his fights because I can never tell when he's on or when he's off. He always seems to be moving at, like, sort of a, a medium pace. Um, but, Mikey, how did you feel about this one? Yeah, that's been kind of a recurring thing throughout his career, too. So I completely agree with you. He's a very hard guy to read. He makes some good fights here and there. He'll probably look shitty for the next two fights because we'll pick him because of recency bias. So I don't know what to make of Kyle Nelson either. I know he won't be a champ. I can tell you that much. That's yeah. about that's the only positivity I have of Kyle Nelson. Exactly. Um, okay, next fight on the card. This one, um, our girl Loopy getting it done. Loopy Godinez, just the fucking the best. Loopy God beating the fuck out of Elise Reed. Elise three, Elise Reed. I don't know how her arm didn't break in that um, arm, arm that was bar. That was disgusting. Ridiculous. And then the judo throw from Elise Reed was fucking sick. Um, and I was really impressed with her ability to, to get, take a beating. But Loopy God is the fucking best. And me and Jefferson both picked her to get that one done because we're huge uh, fans of her. And, yeah, she looked freaking awesome. This was the best she's ever looked, I think. And I'm really excited to see how she – continues on i think she's got some momentum here in a division where she could be really solid um she got power and uh really good ground game so and strength so i don't know what you thought about this one mikey but i would love to hear it oh she looked amazing dude it literally reminded me so much of folk and yair like just the dirty boxing pinning her against the cage 
And I have to be honest, I don't really hold personal grudges against many fighters, except for Izzy, obviously. He's one of my least favorite. Yeah. But I, it did kind of make me happy seeing Elise Free get pummeled, dude, to be honest. Her personality wow. is very unlikable. Yeah. It's just um, she's not – she's very cocky, and she's very fucking mid, for, <laughs> especially for this division, for as cocky as she is. Like, to see someone who acts like that get – get pummeled like that not just get beat but get annihilated the way she did by loopy uh, it kind of made me happy um i'm just gonna let you go on this one roman koplov gets the the <laughs> ko round two almost did it at the end of round one with a with um body kick and a bunch of just awesome strikes he did eat like a flying a, a spinning back elbow or whatever which was pretty cool but other than that uh koplov looked fucking awesome so mikey i'm just gonna let you run because <laughs> you're the koplov man um, I think we need to fast track this motherfucker to the rankings, if you ask me, to be honest, because yeah. he's not that young. He's 32. As much as I like him, he doesn't have that many golden years left, what, maybe three or four. Yeah. But his fights are fucking amazing, dude. He is one of the yeah. few guys. He's one of the few guys from Russia that you can watch and actually enjoy watching his fights. Not that I don't enjoy watching Hamzad or Habib or any of them, but you know what I mean. He's. He's combat Sambo more than wrestling. I mean, his fights are fucking amazing to watch. And I think especially in this middleweight division that can get stale, we need to fast track this motherfucker to the top 15. I'm with you there. Uh, Jefferson, how are you feeling about the copy love being ranked after this one? Yeah, I mean, like Mike said, he he's definitely one of my favorite Ruskies, no doubt. I mean, he's a fucking, he's a monster. <laughs> he's an absolute dog. I mean... There is no doubt in this fight one bit. He just walked him down fucking Terminator style. He's fucking ridiculous. Um, Did okay, you see can... Chase Hooper said they're not going to st- keep calling yeah. him the Russian? <laughs> he saw that shit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's now the fucking American copy loss. Yeah. <laughs> we can speed run the next three. Uh, Edgar Chires versus Daniel Da Silva. I mean, round one, just an awful, awful uh, call by the... Uh, ref there he says that daniel da silva tapped obviously he's not this one is going to be run back so we don't really need to cover that one too much tracy cortez and jasmine just vicious put on a stinker and it was funny because they were talking shit the whole time while not throwing <laughs> a and, stinker and, oh, my favorite i thought it wasn't a stinker in my book because i got to look at fucking tracy okay. cortez for tracy cortez did <laughs> fight or ha- looked good in the fight fighting wise and um but, 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 and then dude, stuttering like she's here right in front of you oh, <laughs> dude, when you're gonna talk about this next fight does charlie campbell not look exact i kept thinking he looks exactly like the dude who hosts stiff socks the comedian oh yeah wait what's the that? stiff socks oh. you know i'm talking about that podcast stiff socks he's you guys would definitely know him i can't think what the fuck his name is yeah i'll look that up wait also well while on this topic josh frem looks just like Corey sandhagen yeah, yes, he does. I, I was like, dude, is Kabilov fighting Sandman? What yeah, the hell's going on? Trevor Wallace? Yes, Trevor dude, Wallace? he looks oh. exactly... <laughs> yeah, he does look like Trevor Wallace. Dude, I thought it was him. Yeah, that's like, fucking nuts. That's actually fucking yeah, Trevor Wallace. Called it. But, like, yeah. tatted up. <laughs> tatted up Trevor Wallace. I didn't even know he had a fucking I didn't know anything stiff socks. Dude, right especially here. this this picture compared oh, to yeah. the one that's on Tapology. Like, yeah. they look identical. That's crazy. Yeah, Charlie Campbell comes out and knocks the fuck out of Dominic Reyes' little, uh, smaller brother. I don't know if they're younger, but I was pretty shocked about that one. I thought Reyes, Reyes was known for his uh, 
first round finishes as Dominic Cruz was alluding to. And right as he says, it, he gets cracked a bunch of times. He basically got knocked out like four times on his feet before finally dropping. It was great performance from Charlie Campbell. And then um, Josephine Knudsen versus Marnik, man, you know, uh, you know, just it was. Is your last name Knudsen or Knutson? I think it's Knudsen. <laughs> Dude, I was like, that's a wild last name when yeah. I read that shit in the preview. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. So, what were your feelings on this card? Um. I believe. Let's see. Jefferson had the had the most correct picks. He went five one and one, and I went four two and one. Mm. Um. So just a pick all time pick records update. Mikey, you're one oh six seventy eight and two all time and ten and eight on Night Cool Fight of the Night picks. Um, Jeff, you are one twenty six eighty four and three all time and eleven for twelve or eleven and twelve on Hammy Social Lock of the Night picks, and then I am one hundred twenty nine ninety one and three all time. So I believe Jeff has the highest percentage of correct picks right now by a small. I couldn't even tell you at this point, dude. It's so many. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, by a small point. We're we're doing good. We're all over fifty percent, so I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, this was a good card. What would you rate it out of ten? I'll give it like a eight, seven and a half. Out of a ten, I thought we usually do A to B or A oh, fucking shit. scale right, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right, a I'll to fucking a, Z or whatever the fucking school I'll give system it a B. Don't go by now. Hell no, we're not doing A to Z. What the fuck? All right, I'm giving <laughs> it a B. What are you giving it, Mike? Uh, mm, I'm going lower than a B. I don't know. Yeah. There, there was some, there was some very, very. The main event really dampered it for me, and the co-main, while I was very impressed with Della Madalena's performance, wasn't the funnest fight to watch either. Give me a okay. C plus. C plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm at All a right. C. I'd say, I'd say we averaged out to a C plus. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us here at the Uppercut Podcast. We are going to be back later in the week. It's just going to be you two. I have a quiz and exam that I have to actually study for, so okay. I will not be attending. But. Then later on next week, or I guess earlier on next week, we will be doing the preview of the upcoming UFC fight night. This one's a good one. Fiziev versus Gamrot. I can't wait for you guys to listen to you guys talk about that one. But yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon and peace. Peace.